Welcome back to the Smart Driving Cars podcast. We appreciate you spending time with us and we have another great session today. This edition made possible by CARTS, the Corporation for Automated Road Transportation Safety, a 501c3 nonprofit dedicated to safe and high quality mobility for all. I'm Fred Fishkin, along with the Faculty Chair of Autonomous Vehicle Engineering at Princeton University, Alan Kornhauser. Hi, Alan. Hey, hi, Fred. Great to see you. And uh, obviously, to people who are watching, there was a bit of a mishap a couple <laughs> days ago that uh, you went through. And uh, we're just glad to see that hopefully you're going to be healing and you're okay. Yeah, I'm okay. It looks a heck of a lot worse than what it is. I just took a face plan on the sidewalk, actually, um, outside the emergency ward after I had my finger taken care of. So they had to, I had to be readmitted about two seconds after I got out. Amazing how there are, you know, trip hazards outside of hospitals. I guess that's how they generate revenue. You know, they got a, they got an MRI out of this thing. I mean, and another 175 buck copay for me. I mean, cut it out. Uh, smart driving cars should get such revenue opportunities. Well, we just want you to heal up. That's yeah. all. No, I'm I'm fine. Well, we, you know, <laughs> that's yes. All things considered, you're here. <laughs> yes, so. I'm here. And we hope everyone had a great Thanksgiving. We're going to jump right into the latest Smart Driving Cars newsletter. The Drive reports that Argo AI folded after a lifeline from Amazon never arrived. Uh, apparently, there were talks that were going on between uh, Amazon, Ford, VW, and and uh, they just couldn't decide, I guess, how how things would be governed. That was the impression I got here. Well, yeah, and, and you know, it's kind of unfortunate because, uh, as I point out in the, in the newsletter, I think Larry Burns pointed out in his book Autonomy um, that um, you know Ford had made an attempt to um, to uh, partner up with Waymo, you know, maybe in like. I don't know, two, I've forgotten the year, 2012, 13, or 14, early on, which would have probably changed a lot of things if that one would have gone through <clears throat> and it fell through. I guess, you know, they finally uh, were able to successfully partner up with Volkswagen to really bolster Argo AI. Uh, but and in the end, uh, you know, uh, another one with with uh, Amazon apparently didn't come through and it's it's... Um, you know, all this uh, driverless opportunity for Amazon, I, I, we've always said, or I always feel is is really important to them because, uh, my goodness, if they can do driverless delivery between uh, midnight and 5 a.m. or when it's when it's relatively easy, um, they might not do all their delivery, but certainly, uh, you know, a certain percentage, maybe 10%, 15%, whatever the number is, uh, enormous opportunity for them. And one speculates that they're, of course, working on it. Um, they did acquire Zooks. And uh, I, I think they have a stake in Rivian too, which means they, well, they have a, but, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, Rivian provides the vehicle and Zooks would provide the, uh, the driver and i think you know there are two pieces of these things there's a vehicle and there's the driver the 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 computing uh, sensor and uh, and actuation and computing stack uh that um that, rep that replaces the driver and they're two <laughs> different pieces i mean and uh, has anyone been <laughs> <laughs> excuse me has anyone been successful at doing both um i don't know uh, 
not really yet. I mean, uh, GM Cruise is still modifying a vehicle uh, and, uh, that hasn't been built for purpose. They are they apparently have designed one and will produce one, the, the Orion vehicle. Uh, but uh, everyone else, including Waymo, um, you know, they're doing the driver and somebody else is doing the vehicle. They tried to do the vehicle at one point and realized that, um, that that's a tough task. And Zooks has always been out there saying, uh, trying to do it all, doing the vehicle, doing the doing the uh, the driver and putting the whole thing together and maybe even operating it. Um, uh, so, um, again, it requires partnerships. And uh, it's kind of, it's a shame to see this one um, fall apart. It is. Uh, Continental is integrating Ambarella's scalable system on chip family in advanced driver assistance systems. This is uh, some pretty important news. Yeah, it is because uh, certainly uh, Alberto Brogi, who is a guy going back to the DARPA challenges, vision guy who's been working with Amberella to to make all this happen. And uh, and basically, at least my take on it, and I certainly don't have any inside information and whatever, but my take on it is is that uh, Amberella's approach on this is is largely uh, like uh, Mobileye's approach. In other words, uh, uh, trying to do the, the chipset that actually on which the computation is going to take place, as well as providing the tools uh, to uh, basically do um, uh, all the the automation tasks. And in a sense, this is uh, what NVIDIA has done also. They've, they've uh, They've, uh, they're certainly building the, the compute element of it, as well as all the tools, the, the, the software tools on top uh, to be able to, to do um, uh, the pieces for uh, um, uh, some aspects of automated driving. And really where, where NVIDIA, at least this is purely my, my thoughts on this, NVIDIA, uh, Mobileye, and uh, and Amberella are, 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 are focused on is uh, they're really focused on uh, improving um, uh, advanced driver assistance initially. And um, I think we've commented that that's really where, where uh, mobilized revenue is coming from and their success. It's really where, where NVIDIA is doing the similar things. And now Amberella is in there and, looks like in the partnership with Continental, which is, this was the announcement, is another now opportunity uh, to do uh, uh, advanced um, uh, assistance systems uh, for drivers. Uh, so it's, uh, you know, if you want to use the SAE or NHTSA uh, terminology, this is for level two, two plus. Um, this is the same thing that, um, you know, what Elon calls full self-driving, which is not full self-driving, which is, you know, again, um, um, uh, assisting the driver, the driver in all these systems, uh, nothing is being sold out there for which, for which a driver is not required, uh, to stay in, in, uh, 
stay attentive to the driving task. Uh, maybe it allows you to, you know, glance away for a couple of seconds and so on and so forth, but nothing more than that. Uh, it's the same thing with with uh, GM system and uh, Ford systems and so on. Uh, and what, what all... we're seeing, Alan, right, is that the driver assistance systems can generate revenue. And we've and we've learned how important that is uh, for these companies that uh, maybe they were focused on on full autonomy and with no money coming in. Yeah, right, right. I, I think it's, you know, I think at some point it's it's nice to have investors supporting you, but at some point you've got this thing has to be a business because uh, the investors, if it's not a business, the investors are going to run out of steam, um, as we saw in uh, with 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 uh, Argo.ai is just going to run out of steam. And there are, there it's not surprising. And, too, right? Yeah. And and so and and. It, and of course, what's what's what concerns me is that those that are doing the driverless piece, trying to continue on to be able to have uh, to pull the driver out of these systems, um, really aren't focusing on what I think is the important piece of taking a driver, the 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 element that really makes it different, that's going to create a marketplace, is the affordability. And the the reason you want to pull a driver out of a uh, out of a vehicle might be safety. You might think that a computer operates safer than a than a professional driver who's out there alert all the time. <laughs> Come on, I mean that's a heck of a hill to climb. I mean those folks are absolutely safe. Uh, essentially, uh, and to think that that we're going to make computing things that are better than that, don't believe it. Okay, certainly not better than the good ones. Okay, maybe better than the average. Certainly better than the average when you consider the the misbehavior that takes place, because of course this takes away the misbehavior. But otherwise, no. I mean, it's, it's no. But what it does do is make mo makes mobility substantially more affordable and especially in moving people because in moving people it's not that you have to pay a chauffeur while they're driving you it's that you have to pay the chauffeur while the chauffeur is sitting around waiting for you because the way we we end up using our own cars is the car sits there and waits for us until we use it and because we're doing the driving, we don't need somebody there watching over it or anything. Just sits there. Well, if we can have it just sit there and drive us, my goodness, that, that's an enormous affordability piece. And you don't see any of these folks, even the folks that are trying to sell it to the truckers, trucking companies, about the affordability. And I, I claim that there's no reason why the affordability of this thing doesn't have to be, you know, something that the half of an order of magnitude or maybe even an order of magnitude cheaper. Certainly, if you can get ride sharing within these things, it becomes an order of magnitude, you know, factor 10. And that's that creates the market. But you don't see stories. You don't see any of them. You don't see their blogs focusing about how much 
less expensive. It's going to be to move things or to move people. So, but anyway, that's just a, that's just our view, my view from where I sit. Whatever, I, what do I know? I'm in I'm in the Princeton bubble, uh, <laughs> falling on my face. What are you going to do? Moving on, Ellen. Uh, <laughs> Cruise has released its first ever cruise safety report. Uh, it says it details the approaches, tenets, and uh, processes that make up its commitment to safety. And uh, this was a good thing to see. Absolutely. And, you know, it's, it's sort of what I call a necessary condition for anybody who's going to be in this business. You've got to be safe. Now, you know, what, what is safe enough? That's a big question. But, you know, you can't be absolutely safe. As we say here, I'm, you know, I'm absolutely safe if, if I stay home. But then a window drops down and almost chops off and guillotines my thumb. I mean, you know, I should have been out in the car. Tesla is making its latest FSD update available to all customers who paid for the option. Until now, some had been blocked, even though they paid for it, because they didn't score high enough on metrics Tesla uses to set insurance rates. So available to all, but uh, Tesla is letting people know that uh, you do have to be attentive. Yeah, and I think they they I think they're putting that up front and I think they're doing I don't know, maybe they could do a better job. At least they're not hiding it that that's what you need to do and they're putting in some things to make sure you don't cheat. Yeah, right. There's some new technology they're going to employ with that to detect autopilot cheating devices. I think it's fantastic. I mean, you know, there are some people out there who just want to be cute. Okay? And okay, fine. Okay, you cheat. It's it's actually pretty easy to cheat on anything. You know, you don't even have to pay income tax, really. I mean, we had never mind someone who <laughs> never mind. Everybody knows the answer to that one, but you know, whatever. You can sit there and claim whatever. You sure. Okay. And and it's nice to see they're making substantial efforts to try to try reduce the cheating as is NHTSA to be able to go after folks who, who claim they're going to sell cheating devices. Okay. Again, much of the safety problem has to do with cheating and with misbehavior. It really doesn't have to do that wheels are flying off GM vehicles or they're dropping transmissions or they're whatever the things falling apart. It's, it's, it's it's all it's not all but it's mostly largely human things okay and it certainly is one of the other motivations to try to get the human out of the loop because the human's the problem now you got to be good enough to be able to do that and we still have a little bit of ways to go unless we we put this in the right areas in which it does already work that way and then in those places we should absolutely do it which is you know our, our whole argument about the moves and trenton and all the those arguments so we don't need to re recite those again and i guess what this is going to mean as well they're going to have more more systems out there being employed and they'll be collecting more data than they were before they are amassing a phenomenal database of driving behavior by humans, 
for which they can compare to the driving behavior by its stack for which they should be able out of that to be able to really determine how much better one is than the other. And in terms of, you know, the, the whole process here is that we don't know what we don't know to be able to trip over the various corner cases that exist out there more quickly. So that when we do find out, oh my goodness, we forgot about this, where'd this sucker come from? They can go out and fix it. And of course, as they've demonstrated with all the recalls that they've had, I don't know how many recalls had to go back to a dealer. They don't have dealers or they, they've had to do deal with physically. Most of the ones I read about, my goodness, even before the recall is issued, they've already fixed it with over-the-air updating. Right. I mean, you know, you, know, you, that, have to, that, you have to read down sometimes to the second or third paragraph of the story to find out that they were fixing things over the air when they announce a recall. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And but, but, my goodness, this is if if you look at it, we know it with our phones. How many times do we get if you have iOS or even if you have Android? You know, here we're going to update you, people. Anybody that's been on a computer, you know, Microsoft updates Windows. What da 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 da. And, and it's 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 really a, a a really fundamental quality revolution that the over the air updating has created because it allows it allows the 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 the, the systems that have been put in the vehicle to improve over time. Oh my goodness! I mean, this is like like the opposite of the business case of, of selling cars. It was always, hey, I bought one. It's now obsolete. The second I get it out of the, 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 the dealer, I have to go in and buy a new one. I have to go in and buy a new one. I mean, folks, I don't know if they still do. I mean, when I was growing up, uh, at least the rich kids that I knew, we didn't have a car. We couldn't afford it. <laughs> but the rich guy, oh, a new car, new Ford every year, new Cadillac every year, who? Oh, wow. I mean, does anybody do that anymore? I mean, I, now, Fred, with your with the Tesla you have, you can just say, I got a new over-the-air update. My car improved, you know, every over-the-air update. Wow. Different business. It is. And Tesla is now uh, saying that the Cybertruck, or Electric is reporting that the Cybertruck has reached one and a half million pre-orders. That's going to take a long time to fill. <laughs> I mean, I don't. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess I, I still have my one thousand dollars that I put in, you know, for a Model Three that I've never exercised. That I don't know if that was called an order. I, I just sent them. Oh, hey, yeah, whatever. I don't know if I'll ever exercise it. Whatever. Well, the Cybertruck, I think, only requires a hundred dollars down. Really? <laughs> they only? Oh, geez, no wonder. I mean, if it's if one point five million uh, people have just put a hundred bucks down, I don't know how many of them are actually going to be like me and never, you know, <laughs> close the deal. It is refundable. So <laughs> I know it's refundable, <laughs> but it's probably you know it's too much of a pain to refund. It's better to have it in there. I don't. I don't know. Don't. The newsletter mentions a company called Holland, I think it's pronounced H-O-L-O-N, yeah. 
a new brand entering what Clean Technica calls the emerging autonomous people mover industry. And I'm curious as to what that might be. Yeah, so am I. And I'm, you know, and I went through the other people can look through their website and so on, see what they have. As, as GM recognized a while ago, one really needs a different vehicle here. One needs a vehicle without a steering wheel and without all that. And I don't know, it, it's taken NHTSA forever to permit such things. I mean, really, we have rear view mirrors and cars, or I guess, in case, in case the camera doesn't work. But, you know... <clears throat> One doesn't need these things in these vehicles, and it can still be operated by a human using a joystick for the you know small amount of movement to back it up so that the tow truck can pick it up and take it away, uh, uh, which of course is going to need to happen. Uh, elevators. Elevators, you can go unscrew the thing and there's a little operator thing behind the whatever where the buttons are that you can go in there and manipulate the elevator. Okay. New York City subway has a, a, a glass box that you can break and pull that thing down and stop the train. Okay. All systems have human overrides opportunities on them these systems will also these are not autonomous systems that are going to go out there and just go do their thing without us having an opportunity to say hey wait a minute <laughs> no no you don't okay and nobody's even claims of that you know maybe some some sunday supplement or comic book someplace or whatever or, you know tweet you know, yeah. nobody's serious. So, so that when you say, take me to Princeton and it winds up driving to West Virginia or heads down, you can stop it, right? <laughs> yeah, you, you'll be able to stop. Of course. Right. Of yeah. course. Nobody would get in and if you can't. Okay. And sure, somebody will break the glass and stop it. I, I don't know what the rate is at which people break the glass, glass in New York City subway system and stop the train. Um, whatever pretty rare i think it's pretty yeah. rare and and you know and every once in a while some human does misbehave and do things like that you know there was an article i, I don't think i referred to it in which you know somebody shined a laser into into uh, into uh, uh, one of the automated vehicles and it sort of went nuts because you know shined a laser a certain way into into a lidar right. Okay, so now you're cute. You did that. Okay, somebody shines a laser while I'm driving in my eyes while I'm driving down the New Jersey Turnpike. I'm dead. Right. Okay, you know, wasn't really tough. Great. You highlight a piece from the New York Times this month, uh, Alan, in the newsletter. It's, head <laughs> it's headlined, Can AI Write Recipes? better than humans we put it to the ultimate test and the yeah. article points out that often the the individual behind the, the recipe the dish is just as important as the recipe itself and that's something that ai can't really compete with at least for now well well i mean come on i mean it's gonna write julia child's cookbook cut it out N never Okay, it's just not that good. I mean, really, it doesn't do anything. 
Really? There's a lot of really. art. And other uh, there's art, create creativity, by, uh, and all that stuff. Blah blah blah. Da da da. Sure, it does something different. And yeah, you might say, "Hey, that's creative." I I don't know. I mean, you know, cut it out. But I since Cade Metz wrote it, you know, and Cade's a good friend of ours and whatever, and and is certainly in the in the um in the in the smart driving car world um i just thought it was interesting and and i like his conclusions <laughs> or their conclusions the drive reports mercedes is now offering a 1200 dollars yearly subscription to unlock the full performance of their electric vehicles in other words they're going to let you misbehave for 1200 dollars a year is the way you might put it yeah and yeah yeah yeah, as I put in there, I mean, as long as they geofence that thing. So if I if I'm uh, at Watkins Glen, then it lets me do it. Or if I'm on the track and it lets me do it. Or if I'm on my private property, it lets me do it. But to do it, oh, let it be done on on Cleveland Lane out here on the Jersey Turnpike. Come on, cut it out, okay? And you know, or yeah, on the Audubon, fine, but it it knows. It knows where it is, right? So it can geofence it. Okay, but this is this is like crazy. It's like you know, the speedometer on my car it shows two hundred and twenty miles an hour. Where am I going to do two twenty in Jersey? I mean, cut it out. And 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 you know, this is again, you know, part of the candy that's sold out there with respect to these vehicles. And you really have to ask, cut it out. Right. And if it's an emergency, even, even with the, with most of the EVs, Tesla and, and others, when they say you can get from zero to 60 in I don't know, three seconds or whatever it is, you're going to hurt your back. At least I would. <laughs> well, I, you know, and, and, and I, 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 there, there has been one insurance company that's gone out there. I don't know if they fabricated the data or not, but it certainly seems plausible. In fact, the rear end collisions associated with electric vehicles is greater than ICEs. Why? Because you tap that thing and it goes, whoo. And they're, you know, what are, they, what are they calling that? The tap problem? Or they, somebody's given that a name uh, because, of, because of the excessive acceleration that's associated with it. And again, the, the amount of intelligence that's in the vehicle, it knows what situation it's in. If it wants to turn this thing on as an emergency thing, because you're about to crash then great but to turn it around so that you can have a joy ride maybe if you know if there's nobody around you know if you're in the middle of you know whatever geofence this thing Some other headlines, uh, Neuro, an autonomous delivery vehicle venture, has laid off 20% of its workforce. This is, I guess, what we were talking about before when, you know, the generating revenue. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's nice to have groceries delivered to you. Okay, I guess. But, you know, again, um, be able to do it in in the in the the volume that you need to do it where you're now competing against somebody going to the store themselves and not charging themselves the the economic advantages 
maybe not all that much, maybe. Although, boy, I love to have an Amazon deliver packages to my front door. I mean, I mean, it's like Christmas and Hanukkah every day. Whoo, <laughs> I got a gift, you know, and, and it certainly is. And, and, and at times it's a heck of a lot better environmentally, in fact, than me having to drive to Home Depot to go get a new faucet to, 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 to replace the faucet that I had to replace in, in my kitchen too, to go on Amazon ride to do do ba ba ba. So yeah, there, there are some advantages, uh, but, um, but um, again, uh, to, to have, to have the scale such that the revenue uh, supports the amount of, of work that needs to be done to not only get it to the quality that it is today, but to continue to improve it because we're still just at the beginning. Um, those folks used to be very expensive. Now, given the number of layoffs that have been going on in Meta and Twitter and Amazon and all over the other places, <laughs> all of a sudden, all these great Princeton graduates who were commanding such high salaries, um, uh, maybe they'd be willing to work for a little. I don't. I don't know. So maybe the you know the marketplace is going to adjust to allow uh, allow the systems to to be developed such that there's a real market out there. Right drop, meanwhile has told investors that it's, it is on track to reach a billion dollars in revenue next year. This is a GM subsidiary in the all-electric delivery vehicle business, I think, right? Great. I mean, I, wonderful. I, I guess they got, I guess, I, yeah, wonderful. I, I, I tried to find the details. I, I wasn't able to find them. I hope somebody, you know, sends me an email or something like that and sh shows me where the details of that are. But, whoa, it seems to me. Yeah. Great. <laughs> as long as it's accurate. <laughs> well, I, you know, I mean, hey, the future's uncertain, which is the beauty of it. Okay. It's also only sort of Gaussian, <laughs> which is really hurts. Because if it was uncertain, but Gaussian, no problem. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, it's tough look. It's tough looking in the future. You know, look, I didn't know I'd be all like this from when, today when we had, would have to do this. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't have tripped if I would have known I was going to trip, which. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Where was the airbag when you needed it? <laughs> yeah, what? Jeez, I need a uh, Yes, yes. <laughs> On that note, we want to thank CARTS, the Corporation for Automated Road Transportation Safety, for helping to make this podcast possible. CARTS is a 501c3 nonprofit dedicated to safe and high-quality mobility for all. You can find us at smartdrivingcar.com, on Anchor FM, Spotify, TuneIn, Amazon, Apple, Google, Spreaker, wherever you turn to for podcasts, smart speakers can play us too. You can find my tech reports at textination.com. I'm Fred Fishkin along with Alan Kornhauser. Thank you for listening or watching. Please stay safe.
and get well, Alan. <laughs> Yo, I, I'm not I'm not very unwell, and I'm, I'm in great shape. I uh, hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving. Uh, I got a chance to have four of my grandkids from my daughter's sides over here at the house. It was great. I hope everybody had a great one. Look forward to having a wonderful holiday season in the coming month.